0: Welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. It's the first of the brand new season. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the Daily Records' Andy Newport and Sunday Mail Chief Football writer Scott McDermott. 53 days, Andy, since you were at Paisley. 53 days since you were at Paisley for the final game of the season, St Mirren against Rangers. And you were back at Ibrooks last night. Another team in black and white. No, no comparison, right enough. Sit, Marin, and the castle. Um, but there we are. Was it good to be back? First of all,
1: yeah, definitely. You know, you always. Um, sometimes it's quite nice. It's all these seasons. Uh, they do tend to go on a bit sometimes. So it's always nice to take a step away. But there does come a point in the summer where you just, uh, you know, usually when Andy Murray gets popped to Wimbledon, you start itching to get back to the back to the football, so it was good to be back at it last night with with Scott there as well.
0: Uh, Ah, and you've been everywhere this summer, you've been boxing, golf, you've got a globe trotting, did you squeeze in any family
1: time? A couple of of weeks off as well, yeah, so um, it's been, uh, last week was a shock to the system when I came back in, it was the first time I had to sort of get my head back into Rangers gear, but um. No, we're all we're fit and firing. We've we've had a pre-season warm-up now. We're, we're ready to go. So I'm surprised he's demeaning himself,
2: Gav, coming to Ibrox friendlies. Not I mean after
0: yeah. Los
2: Angeles and New York,
1: know, that, know what I mean? Yeah. with, with, with yeah. the big stars. Big yeah. games, big games, Scott. That's that's the way it goes. So.
0: <laughs> anyway, Scott, you look like you for a good pre-season. You're looking. <laughs> Was but, it that one inclusive?
1: Was it that all... <laughs> <laughs> Was that, How did you uh, guess? Yeah, um, just watch out for the whistle, and he said, Have you got a wee bit of dental problem? So if you hear anything, uh-huh. you see the shortages, and
2: uh, I mean, I'm losing, weight yeah. I can't eat. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, Andy said it's uh, a bit of a shock to the system going back, a bit of a shock for Rangers in the first half, do you think, against Newcastle, in terms of just getting to grips with that standard? Um, obviously, a, a 2 1 defeat in the end. Scoreline was, uh, was obviously a narrow defeat. But that first 45 minutes, um, Newcastle were dominant, weren't they? It took a while to get to grips. But I suppose we have to remember, this is a Newcastle team straight at the Champions League group stage. Eddie Howes performed wonders with them. And they've spent, of course, millions of pounds.
2: Yeah, I, th- I thought the first half, Gav, yeah, there was a wee bit of a kind of in class. I know it was just a friendly, but um, Newcastle... Newcastle were able to get a debut. I guy who cost sixty five million for A. C. Milan and Sandro Tonali And I mean that was his first game and I thought he looked it looks if like he'd been there all his life. I mean, he ran the he ran the game in the, the first half. Um so it was a wee bit of a reality check probably for Rangers players getting into a getting into a game like that, your first friendly uh broke but Listen, Michael Beale won't be complaining. He, he wants to kind of get them up to speed as soon mm-hmm. as possible. I think the press conference after the game, and he will correct me if I'm wrong, but Beale said no. Th- what the game will do is it, it makes things real. Not make training real this week because they'll know they'll properly back into it. They know what's expected. Them, Ibrox, um, no, played against a Champions League team basically uh, last night, and you're right. I thought the first half. Um, Newcastle were well on top, I thought Rangers kind of struggled to get into the to get into the game. Struggled to get going. I think It was half an hour before they got a, before they got a shot and goal. Um, I thought they bridged the gap more in the second half. Also, there was a lot of changes. Um, I thought a couple of kind of tactical things that Bill did, you know, helped Rangers get better in the game. Good to see Lammers obviously get his first goal. For the club, every kind of forward player we want to get that kind of monkey off their back. And he finished it well after a bit of a, bit of a defensive mix-up for Newcastle. Um, but no, it was a good exercise for Rangers, good test. Um, but aye, a, a tough opponent. And listen, Rangers know uh, what's waiting for them if they get into the Champions League again this season. But that was another wee glimpse of it. I mean, with, with the money these English teams in particular... Are able to spend nowadays. I mean, there really is a kind of there really is a golf there, and I thought that that showed probably in the, in the first half.
0: Yeah, but I suppose we we also have to point out, and you're right. you're absolutely right. But I suppose we have to point out it was Elliot Anderson that set up the first goal, wasn't it? Scotland under twenty one man. Yeah, and then, and then a youngster that gets the uh, gets the winner.
2: Two to Scotland under 21. Two
0: Scotland under 21, of course, yeah. Harrison, well,
2: yeah. I think they both of them, England are still looking at both of them, yeah. especially yeah. Anderson. So yeah. I, think a, I think there's some doubts as to whether Anderson will commit to Scotland now that now that England are snuffing about.
0: Um, yeah. but, but you're right, the point remains, I mean, they, they, like, they can go and spend millions, which, you know, Rangers or any other Scottish club really can. But last night you did sort of on the whistle for the... Record sport online, sort of picking out three talking points. So, just to summarize um, uh, talking about Lammers getting the goal, yes, good, you know, to get off and running so early in his Rangers career, but that he's not the out and out striker. Um, and that Michael Beale will be looking for that. Obviously, Cyril Densel's not fit, so he'll be the man. Ruth will be an option as well. Um, is that a nice impression of Lammers?
2: Yeah, Farmers and Seema, I thought, they did okay last night, but I thought it proved that both of them, or neither of them, will be central strikers and natural number nines. I mean, they might be used there occasionally in Scotland, but um, I don't think it's you know, their natural game uh, for either player, I think both. But I think Seema is definitely better coming in off the side, uh, whether it's the right or the left Um he did that a lot, obviously Slavia Prague, and I think Lammers will probably drop even deeper. I mean, you could probably play him in midfield. I think Michael Beale said he's more of a, he's more of a kind of number ten. And to be honest, I mean, the manager afterwards pretty much confirmed that that you no, know, that won't be the role for those two. You no, know. mm. uh, Dessers will be the first choice, number nine, and if they manage to get Danilo in from Feyenoord. Yeah, I would imagine if he goes with that kind of two up, two up top, or one up and one off, then they'll probably be the first choice strikers, Dessers and and Danilo. So you'll find that Sema again will play off a side, and Lammers will most likely play in a, in a far deeper, far deeper role. Um, I thought Lammers showed nice touches at times. Sema showed that he's powerful, he's pacey, he, he doesn't mind going down the side at centre halves. Um he's got really good work rate as well. So there was positives there. But yeah, the thing I took from it looking at those two was that none of them will be the none of them is the, the Alfredo Morelos replacement. That that job will be for Dessers and possibly Danilo if they can if they can get him in
0: one of the other points andy that scott made was saying unfinished business in terms of the transfer market so michael Beale said last season after the scottish cup semi-final defeat would be one of the biggest ever rebuilds in rangers history Um fans last night had their first chance to go along and see the team and of course first game in team there's always optimism and new faces seven of the starting eleven okay. allen mcgregor had to play with it being his testimonial but seven of that 11 were here, there 12 months ago. And if you throw in Todd Cantwell, that would that was eight that were there in, in January. So, obviously, you know, Dessler's maybe not up to speed. You know, the likes of Dujo and Sterling injured. Um, but what do you think? Do you think there is more work to be done? Because they have brought in a lot. But do you think there's still a lot more to
1: go? No, I, I certainly think they still need, uh, you know, further strengthening certainly a couple of key areas. I mean, I agree with Scott in terms of, you know, Seema and Lammers up front. I mean, I think you tend to sort of fall into the trap of looking at these games and making early judgments. And I think last night wasn't a game that you should really be rushing to, you know, come to conclusions about uh, these new guys because just one, the, the step up in quality mm-hmm. um, that Newcastle had, you know, Rangers won't play as many teams as good as that this season. Um, you know, just even the physicality. like you know, Newcastle's back four, like the land of the giants in there, and mm-hmm. you know, as big as Sima and as powerful and as strong as he is, he, he, he struggles sometimes just with the physicality of the Newcastle's back uh, centre back pair. So, mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of what else they need, you know, I, I definitely think they, they could probably do with an centre half as much as I thought Balligan was was actually pretty. Uh, Good when he came on uh, last night at half time. You know, Newcastle special early part of the first sort of 15 minutes. We applied some pressure. And it was a bit, were under the course a wee bit, and he was having having to put the body in the in the way a few times. And you know, you know, he, he, he sort of coped with that. Um, I, I didn't think Sutter and Davies looked totally comfortable together again. Um, you know, we saw bit spells last season where. You know, they, they two, obviously with Golden been out, had to sort of form the, the centre-back pairing for the, the last sort of five, six games of the season and didn't look totally comfortable beside one another. So and I tend to think that, you know, the main reasons, that's probably Ben Davies. I just don't think he's a guy who breeds confidence in a, in a defence and, you know, the, the whispers are that he, he's been one of the guys that's obviously been lined up for a move. So, you know, if, if he does go and expect him to bring in a... Another centre back, I think, is it, is it Panzer that we've obviously been linked with? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously, the you know, Michael Beale spoke last night about wanting to bring in another midfielder, Josie Cofentes. He says he's the man he, he's looking for. That. that we expect that deal to be done pretty shortly. So, yeah, I definitely think there's more to do. And, you know, as I say, with the, the two men up front, um, I just didn't I agree, I just didn't think they, they looked. You know, Seymour playing back to goal just didn't, for me, look comfortable. He didn't look, you know, at times they were trying to play as if it was still Morelos there. You can just sort of bang balls up to him and, you know, a peak Morelos would have just killed it and, and move the team up. And they'll try to do similarly with with uh, Seema last night. It just never really seemed to work for me. It doesn't seem somebody who enjoys having a centre-back sort of right up his, his backside. So I think they definitely need to, obviously, that's an area that needs to be have somebody else come in. Obviously, Dessers we're hoping to get a look at him uh, against Hamburg on Saturday. Michael Beale said he should be fit. Kamar Roof, from all accounts, has been flying in pre season fit again, so that's another option. You've got Tom Lawrence that would come into that. So again, it's a bit hard to jump to too many conclusions right now, just because there's still a couple of what offs in terms of guys coming back yeah. to fitness, and um, you know that is certainly what. mean. I think Michael Beale made the point last night as well that. Yeah, I did. I agree with Scott. I thought the first set the first twenty minutes Rangers took them a you know Newcastle came out the, the blocks flying set a really high tempo and Rangers struggled with that. And Michael Beale made the point more obviously they have just come back from that really hard week in, in Germany. Some of the legs are still feeling a wee bit jaded. Obviously that they'll, they'll taper off the work that they're doing towards eh, August the fifth in that game at eh, the Premiership opener at Rugby Park. So you'd expect the legs to be not quite so heavy against Hamburg this weekend, but, you know, it's, it's just difficult to jump to too many conclusions. I you know MD making's try trying to make, you know, a big, you know,
0: Andy, we make snap judgments. <laughs> a ago, ago. See, a year ago you had Robbie Matondo as a world beater after that West Ham game.
1: I was in Holden then, so it wasn't oh, the right, okay, was <laughs> so. No, I think everybody did. No. Yeah, if he wanted
2: John McLaughlin as number one yeah. that six no, 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 no. Listen, don't start that again. Don't make I, I just, I just yeah. think that the two and a half weeks to the, the Kilmarnock game. Yeah. I still think Rangers' starting lineup for that game will be vastly different to the well, one it started last night.
0: That's um, my point. There's fans who would have looked last night and thought, John, you know, last season was a write off and the same players were sort of letting them decide down in the eyes of fans. Guys like Lundstrom, you know, you can maybe even throw Ryan Jack in there, certainly Borna Barisic you know, Sakala with, you know... The, I don't and, think you'll know, see... And people looked last night and were saying, here we go, you know, oh, it's the same guys here. Yeah. You know, you could even include Tavernier in it if you want. You mentioned Ben Davies, you know, as well. A yeah. lot of these guys are guys that fans... I, that,
1: so I don't, I don't a, think you'll see that midfield of a Jack and a Lundstrom right, too many yeah. times this season. You've also got Raskin, obviously he came on for the last half an hour having missed out the trip to Germany because he's been away yeah. under 21 Euros keeping back time look really sharp when he came on. You've got Kofentes to add to that midfield. You see you've got Dessels to come in, perhaps mm-hmm. no. you yeah. um, I mean, I think, you know, the, the yeah. reaction that Borna Barisic got last night tends to, me to think that, you know, a really easy move for Michael Beale just to, you know, keep the fans on the side would just be to put, put Ridvan Yilmaz in there, who, again, you know, looked really sharp when he came on. You certainly I... gave him such a different dimension. So, you know, again, it's the, it's the problem of trying to judge what is essentially a training game to yeah. get legs into him and try you know, yeah. make difference in the season ahead. And I, yeah. I, I did the match report last night for the paper and that was essentially the point. It's like, you know, given just where Rangers are at in their, in their pre-season preparations and the quality the Newcastle have, it, it's not really a game that you can make too many conclusions from. You just better to say, you know, they didn't get a scudding, it's another 90 minutes or, you know, an hour for most of the guys in their legs. Move on to Hamburg and see where they're at after that. Yeah.
0: Um, sorry, were you going to say something there, Scott? No, just I agree. I mean, the one area
1: where I do
2: think Andy's touched on it, but I think defensively that that would be my, my, my kind of slight worry for them. I think the midfield, as Andy says, will take care of itself. Raskin is now their best central midfielder at, at, at the current time. In current form, and Sifuentes is coming in. Sifuentes isn't coming in to be a sub, so immediately you're thinking Sifuentes and Raskin will be the first choice to yeah. midfield, and then the third the third guy will be a Cantwell or a or a Dowell or even a, a Lammers as a, as a touchstone. So
1: you think I think like Cantwell's the guy that he wants to build his team, I and mean, he's already said that that Campbell's a guy. I mean, I, I Campbell will play a hundred percent, just whether he plays midfield or whether
2: he plays f- further up. I mean, mm-hmm. Campbell's definitely in the in the team. The third guy midfield might be Tom Lawrence if he comes back mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of recaptures that the, the kind of forum that he showed in the early part. He's Rangers career So I mean, that's like a completely different midfield. Yeah. You're then looking at Dessers and Danilo up front potentially, yeah. which basically means Lammers and Sima. No, might be on the bench or might be kind of backups yeah. or playing in different roles that's the kind of strength and depth that that bill is looking for i think middle to front they'll be fine it'll obviously take a bit of work to get them all functioning properly and get it cohesive and go mm-hmm. you know, the way he wants them to play my one concern probably would be the defense uh, no buckland and goal will be fine Goalton will will come back as the stalwart obviously and tavernier will play but yeah. that left that left side of defence, yeah, is still the area that that needs you no know, needs a bit of work and needs big decisions to be made. As Andy said, barisic with a year left on his deal. Something has to give there. Whether you no, know, you 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 let him run the last year down as as your first choice left back. But you bring Yilmaz in as first choice yeah. and Barisic as a as a backup. But you try and get rid of Barisic in this this window. Obviously, there's talk of Panzo coming in who can play as a left centre-back or a left-back who could yeah. fill in. Obviously, the young boy, Yifeko, came on last night and did okay. When he came in, he looks like in a, almost like a Calvin Bassey type. You know, he can play that, that hybrid position as well. So, is there room there to maybe let Barisic go? There's been talk about him maybe going to going to Nottingham Forest that I read a, a week or so ago. So, the left side of defence is, is still a problem because I, I don't think Ben Davies is good enough. I can't I can't see a Rangers team winning a title with Ben Davies at, at left centre back. I mean the, at the moment Goldson's the first choice. Stutter and Barligan are the next in line. Probably Suter would be ahead as being kind of Goldson's partner at the moment. But as Andy said earlier, I think Bill he has to bring another centre back in and he has to make a decision at left-back on, on what he's going to do, because that's I think that's the area where there's a bit of doubt at the moment.
0: Do you think there's even a decision to be made anymore? I mean, I know that Yilmaz was sort of edging ahead. Well, I mean, he has been edging ahead of Barisic, but I mean, even last night, and I know it's only one game, don't make snap judgments, Andy, but I mean, <laughs> really, even just in, when Yilmaz came on, I mean, it, it showed more in his first yeah. 10 minutes
2: than yeah. Barisic. Now, what? Why did it all start though? And why do you like, it too? No, well, and
0: i
1: want for you, to come on. Yeah, I suppose. Do you know I mean, what I mean? I mean you, you don't know what's happened. You know, in Germany, whether or not he's been totally fit, but he's he's same in every session. You know, he, he, you know, we know that he had injury troubles last season, so there might be a, a little bit of that involved. But I totally agree with your thought. He, he was far brighter, um, and I, I just think as well, it's just the reaction to the punters. I just, I just think the fans are now at that stage where they've seen everything that Barisic has to offer on his day he can be effective but when he's not at it you know he's somebody the opposition teams tend to target and it becomes a real weak point in that that line and I think you know just from our you know the fans having confidence and they're starting 11 you know I think they'd rather see somebody younger fresher that plays in a different style I mean like you know for the for the style that Michael Beale wants to play, I think he wants it to be shorter, sharper, more dynamic, yeah. um, you know, more interplay, guys linking up. Um and there's just at times, you know, like Barisich at one point in the first half, it he makes a charge down the left-hand side, swing he's only got seamat aim at the back post, he's got two guys on him, swings across and wasn't a great cross. And it allowed Newcastle to counter them so easily when Really, the cross was never on in the first place, and I think it's that sort of thing. You know, that's a, that's a Newcastle team, obviously a very good team, but the first sight at Barisage. Yeah, it, I think, I think Scottish so teams know that if you can defend that Barrisage cross, he's not going to spot the danger and get back in quickly enough. And there's always opportunity there. You know, if he's if he, the cross isn't perfect, and I thought at times last season when he came back for the World Cup, his deliveries were excellent for the left hand side. But you know, I. I in the day Scottish football has seen everything uh, Bonabas has got to offer, and I I'm just trying to think that you know this is a chance now for for Maz to come in and he should be given his opportunity. Yeah, he's he wee five games at the end of last season. I think I, it's, in it's no, quen- it's no coincidence I mean, he's up against good players
2: last night, it's no coincidence everything yeah. that Newcastle did came down that side yeah. with Trippi and Almiron. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was so evident the space. I mean, Barisic at times he's got to cover inside because he knows the threat that Newcastle have. But I mean, the space that Trippy had at times was was incredible. Um, and I totally agree with everything Andy yeah. said. That it's not a slight on Borna Barisic. He's been a, a, a really good servant for them. A brilliant signing when you think of the money they paid for him. But there's just times where you need to you need to move on, as Andy says. You know, you know what Barisic can do, and ultimately. Listen, Rangers have only won one title, so it's not been good enough. It's not been good enough. No matter what you say about his deliveries and the assists that he's provided, that yeah. you know, the season they won the league, him and Tavernier were obviously brilliant on either side. But it's not going to wait. It's not been good enough. Rangers need something different now if they're going to go and challenge Celtic. You look at you no, know, you look at what Greg Taylor's given Celtic in the last couple of years. You no, know, different, probably more more uh, like Yilmaz than he is like, like Barisic, so it's it's worked for them and I definitely think Yilmaz deserves a deserves route yeah. left back. I think,
1: I think yeah. there's something interesting, Bill said last night, which I think will reassure Rangers fans is that obviously there was a big doubt over uh, Conor Goulton, uh, fitness, you know, good into the first game at Kamara, but more importantly the, the, the opening Champions League qualifier on either late for the 9th of August. He's saying that he's back. He should be hopeful back for that first game at Kelly. You know, touch and go maybe, but you know, certainly in contention. And I think that'll be a big boost to the to the side when you thought the prospect of getting a game of that importance, perhaps with you know a sort of Davies combo. Yeah. And again, last night, as I said earlier, they just do not look as appearing totally comfortable together. I, I tent, as I say, I, you know, a Maybe that's the the squad. of may twenty. You know, take the take the blame of. Uh, John uh, sort of shoulders. I, I think he, he certainly the, the, for me, he's a more assured defender than the two. So you know, I think if you can get Sorter and Goldson together for those those games, I think Rangers will be fairly comfortable getting out of that. But you know, longer term, do they need to bring in center back trouble? I think Scott's right. Yeah, definitely.
2: But there's a lot of talk as well, There's been a lot of talk as well over the summer about Rangers possibly, you know, deploying a back three at times next season. You with know, Sterling coming in, I know he's naturally a right-back, but he can play right centre-back in a three. Panzo can do similar if they manage to get him in. But it's interesting, they went with a four last night. That would suggest he's going to start the season with a four. But I definitely think a back three is something they'll look at and they'll use in certain games. Once Beal gets his full squad together. And on that, I think that suits Yilmaz. As well, I think Yilmaz would would arguably command his own even more uh, playing as a as a wing back. So that just that it's another argument for getting him getting him in the team and getting him a getting him around games as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, and another player. Well, Scott Wright is heading to Turkey, so it looks as if he's for the off. He's going to be finalising that. Actually, came on last night and thought he thought I thought it looked all right. You no, know? I yeah, did. But is is he somebody but again, is it is it just about you know, could you make it maybe make an argument for a lot of these? I mean, I see some fans saying, Well, I mean Sakala, why would you not have him? He's a good impact player, but I suppose you can't just keep all of these
1: guys. I I think I think the more concerning thing is about a Scots that are leaving the club. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Scott Arfield being somebody who's a homegrown player, you've lost Mm -hmm. McGregor, you've lost uh, you know, Scott Wright's now going. I mean, in terms of the UEFA squad, I mean, without having that, you know, Scottish contingent, it really limits. um Obviously, you've got to have a certain quota of homegrown talent, otherwise it, it reduces your squad. So, I mean, I think Rangers might have to only be able to name something like 20 or 21 players in the UEFA squad. I think that's a concern. You know, I remember speaking to Michael Buble last season asking if they were going to look to try and bring in more Scottish talent and you know, he obviously came back and said they have to be good enough and obviously signing, especially signing domestically now, seems to be an issue in terms of affordability, you know, you know the likes of, you know, Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts are not going to sell to Rangers for one or two million pounds when they can perhaps get four or five from England or Italy, you know what I mean? So I think that's going to be a real issue for Rangers this season, just having that squad depth for when they went to Europe is having enough Guys in the squad that can, you know, like that, that are good enough to play. Because if they don't have this backup, us, you know, Scottish talent in there, Scottish contingent to, to make up the numbers, I think that's going to be a, a, a more pressing issue. Because when you look at the squad now in terms of like established first team guys who are you know Scottish qualified, I and mean, Ryan Jack is, is that pretty much it these days? I mean, John Suter, John Suter sorry, and then Leon King, obviously. Uh, He's out injured, Michael Beale said last night. It's it's better news than they initially uh, thought. He's only going to be out for four or five weeks, which is better than you know. I think th- the one point they feared that maybe an ankle break he could keep out for three or four months. So Robbie McClory, did
0: you see
1: him? Yeah, but he's yeah. looking to leave as well. He yeah. wants to go. So yeah, um, really
0: nice. That's
2: so. and that's why I thought it. They, I thought it was a no-brainer for Rangers to go and get Max Johnson in the mm-hmm. summer. No. He's like, listen, first and foremost, he's a really good player, but as you say, it gets another young Scott into the into the building. And for the fee, you'd have had to have paid you know, young player of the year in Scotland, football writers, young player of the year. Um, I kinda not a nominal fee to Motherwell but I'm sure it's a fee that Rangers could afford. I mean, he's probably going to go to go to a club in Europe now, but I'm surprised Rangers didn't uh, didn't consider it, didn't look at him. Um obviously they've went and got Dujon Sterling and that kind of position um but johnson would have fitted the bill for me in that regard picked a lot of boxes
1: just whether or not they think he's going to play enough you know for a player at that age I mean you really if you're signing guys that age, they play in order to maximize their value so yeah. whether they thought he was he was good enough he'd be somebody that we'd play regular enough to make the outlay worthwhile you know we've seen them obviously not paying fees but they like likes so, of um hasty that they brought in from other ones and just never really sort of kicked on and never really got himself up to the levels required so um, yeah I mean for for me I think that's going to be a big issue going forward just to having enough Scottish contingent uh, Scottish talent within that squad just to satisfy UEFA's demands and it's it's probably an issue with clubs like Rangers you know these mid-ranking European nations where you know your top talent does tend to get sort of bled away into you know bigger leagues, and if you want to try and compete, you tend to have to go and try and look abroad for, for for, for fresh blood. So, um, yeah, I think that's uh, something that Michael Beale's is going to have to address over the next the next few few months and years.
0: There's a clutch of players like Scott Wright Glenn Kamara probably going to be going as well. Then you talk about Lundstrom and Barisic having one year left in their deals. So I mean, maybe if they left before the end of the window. It might not not be the biggest shock. Yanis Hadji signed a new deal last year, but he's one that sort of falls out in that category where if there's always talk of clubs interested in him and I see fans, a lot of fans say, well, if you get three million, you take it. Actually, last night, he looked, I thought he looked, I, I, know, look right.
2: I thought he looked really sharp when he came mm. on, and I think the key thing for me with Hadji is that I think you need to accept now that he's you no know that Yanis Hadji, that Brought in initially where he was going to play as a number 10 or play wide. Mm -hmm. I think obviously the injuries played a part in that ball, so I think he's kind of no, yeah, I think he's just developed and matured. And for me, he's just more of a central midfield player now. Um, and by the way, no terrific with both feet. And I think in Scotland, when Rangers have got a lot of the ball. You could do worse and play Giannis Hadji in one of those positions as a as a number six or a number eight controlling games for you. No, I think I think he's that he's that good. I know fans are a bit no, a lot of them have said, no, if an offer comes in for him, the Rangers should consider it. And listen, that might be the case, depending on depending on how much is offered. But I always try and kind of stick up for him. I think he's a I think on his day he can be a top player. He's had a mm. really bad injury. Of course it takes time to come back. I thought he looked sharp last night, and as I say, I think if you accept that he's no that kind of forward last line player anymore, and he's more of a kind of central midfield player. You know, very cultured, as I say, both feet. Um, I think you've got a real player in your hands. I think that strengthens
1: Rangers midfield again, as well as all the guys that we've, we've mentioned. He's, he's never been a guy who's been blessed with bundles of pace, and oh, exactly. if he had, to, he probably wouldn't ever been at angel. I think if he if you did pace to combine with his, his his technical ability, then he would have be been playing at a, a higher level. Yeah. Um, I think, but undoubtedly, I think for me, he looks slower now than uh, than he did before the injury, which is it was an obvious thing to say. So you know it, that maybe makes it a, a more prudent move to move him deeper down the park where he doesn't need to cover the large spaces quite as rapidly as you do when you're sort of playing in that. That forward line, we're going to have to try and look to run in behind at times. So, you know, I agree with Scott. You know, if you've got somebody with a, his skill set, you, you need to try and make his best use of it as you can. And if that means him dropping more into a central role, then and I don't see why that can't work. The, the good thing for Rangers, Gav, is I actually
2: don't think there is that much dead wood there at Rangers. I think Bill, he's almost there in terms of trimming it and getting the. the, the the squad, you know, the kind of shape and size that he wants. I mean, Kamara and Wright will definitely go. We know that, so that's another two out the door. Then I think there's a wee clutch of like four or five players, and I would include Barisic and Lundström with a year left, and then probably Davies, Haji, and maybe Sakala, so that's like five. I think those five, if any, bids come in for them, mm-hmm. then... Those are the type of players that they'd maybe consider bids and weigh up whether it was worth getting a bit of money in or again trimming the squad further. They're the kind of guys I don't think Michael B will mind having around and having any squad, and they'll certainly get some game time. But I think they just fall into that category of if bids come in, then we can maybe afford to, to move them on because we've got cover or because of their contractual situation. But as I said, the good thing is, i actually, I mean. Without what he compared to Celtic But I mean, i seen a list the other day Of Celtic players that you forget about I mean, Soro, Ajayeti, Uragidi, Shaw, McCarthy Guys are so far out of the picture That Celtic, you know, Liam Scales Guys that Celtic will need to try and get rid of Brendan Rodgers will need to try and get rid of To trim the squad I don't really think Rangers are in that position I, say, I think Kamara and Wright have kind of come to the end And we know they will go and then as I say, I think there's like four or five that they've maybe you know way up bids for it if they come in, but I say I think we're in a pretty good place, squad wise, and they you know, Bill will have a vision in his in his head of you know where he wants that squad to be. And I don't think he's too far he's too far away for it at the moment.
0: You're seeing some of these guys fall into the category would they be happy to let them go because they feel they've got cover, but you're not know, going to be using the cash to to upgrade on some of these guys like if they've got money for them. I'm not sure. I mean, if John, if John Lundstrom left, for instance, you know, would they
2: need to get him by on our central midfielder with yeah, Cifuentes and Yeah. In? yeah. You've, got Laskin, you've got Ryan Jack, Kieran Dowell. I mean, I'm not sure you would need to sign a replacement. I mean, if Sakala went, for instance, they've already brought Sima and Lamas and maybe Danilo. Yeah. I think he's, he spoke often about trimming and having a tight squad, mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily think yeah. He would need to use the money to go and get replacements. Okay. I think that's why these guys fall into that category of, you no, know, we're fine to keep them because we know what they offer and they can give us something. But,
0: what happens, but if kids
2: yeah. come in. Yep, yeah, we'd, we'd maybe we'd maybe look at it if it suits, suits all parties.
1: I think I think they'll be they doing it to, to lose at least three or four more because I mean you look at the squad now. I'm, I'm looking at last now and you know there's a few names in there you're not even counting like an Amdi Obafour or some of the young boys. But I mean as it stands you've got 30 first-team players, that includes Scott Wright, so that takes you to 29. Now, if you bring in uh, Danilo and Quivente, you're back up to 31 players there. Uh, you know, I just think that's far too many. As you say, Beal's made it clear that he wants to have a tight squad. He wants two guys in every position and three keepers. So, you know, you think sort of 23 players, maybe 24 at a push, 25. But so I, I certainly don't think there's far too many guys here, and I think, you know, I mean, you're talking about like you know Alunström. I mean, he's not there on a, on a cheap deal. He's there in big money. And if you're going to move him on, you know, I, I think he's one of the prime candidates. To, you know, if you're looking to, to bring things like wage wage bills under control, I think he's one of the prime candidates to be moved on. Especially if you're bringing in a who basically is elite for elite replacement almost. So yeah. you know, I, I, I definitely think there's still work to be done in that front in terms of just getting that squad down to a more manageable number. And, and we're a year left, Andy.
2: Lundstrom and Barisic are the two. I mean, decisions need to be made on them because you don't want to lose them for nothing, especially yeah. Lundstrom. Because, yeah. no, but Lundstrom's reputation, you've got to think clubs in England, no, English Championship level, mm. low, lower end Premier League, will look at Lundstrom and think, no, he can give us something. I mean, for what he did at Sheffield United, know, mm. getting them into the Premier League, there's no doubt there'll be interest in him. So you're right. I mean, Barisic and him will be the two with a year left. I
1: think as well. Just the fact he's got time on his deal, he's an yeah, a master, master. He's he's maybe the one player in the squad that's got some residual value that can be yeah. moved on as well. So exactly, exactly. No, I agree.
0: Great. Okay. Well, Hamburg on Saturday, another chance um, for the fans and yourselves to get a look at the team, and Olympiakos next Wednesday, and Hoffenheim away. Is that right? And then. That's it, before the big kickoff off against Kilmarnock. But we'll catch up after the Hamburg game, ahead of the Olympiacos game as well next week and get your take on that, this, uh, that game on Saturday. So thanks again for joining us. Happy new season.
1: Cheers, Gav. Okay.